Welcome to the Communicate for Good podcast, where leaders on a mission to make the world a better place come to talk and learn about how communication, language, and words can help increase awareness, revenue, and impact with less stress and more joy. I'm your host, Erica Mills Barnhart, and I'm so excited you're here with me. Let's dive right in. Hello, welcome to the Communicate for Good podcast. I am your host, Erica Mills Barnhart, founder and CEO of Claxon Communication, and also an associate teaching professor at the Evans School of Public Policy and Governance at the University of Washington. Very long. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. If you're new to the podcast, super excited to have you here and take a listen. And if you're a longtime listener, as always, nice to share space with you, even though it may be asynchronous. Okay. If you listen to the last two episodes, you might, I frankly hope, be defining what I termed your personal integrity system or your PIS and playing with how it can help you make decisions that are consistent with your values, your purpose, and your and contribute to your sense of being whole or complete. Yes, from the etymology of the word integrity. We might paraphrase that last element in case it's helpful. You might as what makes you feel most alive if it helps to phrase it that way, but it's those three elements, yeah? We touch on the idea of working identities from Herminia Barra's um, research and work. And also I introduced the idea of mutable identities. So it's like a lot of identities happening. <laughs> and I invited you to start playing around with your identities and also this idea of decision-making in transition. Okay, so if you haven't listened to those, definitely go back and take a listen. You can listen to the end of this one as well. No need to like, sometimes I'm like, push pause. You must go back now. It's not one of those scenarios or situations, but do go back and listen if you haven't heard them because there's some good stuff in there. Now, sometimes when you're venturing into new territory like this, this like trying on identities, um, you know, trying out new communication styles, things can get a little weird, a little weird feeling. You know, you may be noticing that there are times when you were torn between making a decision that feels right or true to you and doing what you know is going to get the results you want and need. And it feels inauthentic to do the latter, right? Because it can feel like you're not being true to your personal integrity system, to your values, to your purpose. And also you're a leader and you need to get some results. <laughs> this is what Ibarra calls the authenticity paradox. Her take on this is very interesting and helpful if you're feeling this push and pull. I want, I love her work on this. One of the things I appreciate about her is she also looks at the history of words and she points out that the history of the word authenticity and also authority come from the same root. So I'm not going to go into this here, even though I'm very tempted to do so. But just know that there is harmony between this idea of, of authoring your life, being the author of your leadership, and authenticity from a linguistic perspective. I find peace in that. I got to be honest. Again, not going to go deep on that. But if anybody else wants to geek out, you know where to find me. Show notes, contact info. <laughs> so when I work with clients, one-on-one, -on -one, but also with teams, I have them take or do a few things. I have them take the peer case, C-A-S-S-E, -S -S -E, communication assessment. Um, I also, again, it depends. So I'm always customizing and like, you know, pulling out of my toolbox that which will serve my clients most. But another framework that I really like is Rhonda Hillier's Success Signals framework. And then I pair that with brand personality, having them 
define their own brand personality. And then also we invite anonymously <laughs> feedback from team members about how they would describe each other's brand personality. That's adjectives, right? And then we, you know, you get a lot of insight this way. You get perspective as well. It can be scary to ask for that type of um, that type of input, but it's also really, generally speaking, very helpful. And all of this together really does offer massive clarity and insight. And it's it's actionable, right? That's what I love about these tools, especially as you bundle them together. Now, once you know these things about yourself, I teach you how to become fluent. Um, I teach my clients how to become fluent in different communication styles, right? Like we unpack, okay, what does it mean? And therefore, how can you sort of grease the communication skids um, by learning how to communicate in these other in these other styles. So, and this is where some people are like, but I have the way that I communicate. So if I'm going to have to change that, then that's like not being true to me. We're going to come back to that because that, there's a mindset shift that needs to happen for you if, that, if that's where you're at. I hear you. I get it. There, there, is, there are nuggets of, of truth in that. And also um, with a reframe, I think you'll see with a, with a reframe that you might land in a different place. So I, I'm only going to focus in this episode on the pure case communication assessment and kind of what it tells you. I'll go into the others in more depth in other episodes, but I think his work, it's easy to see how this might be useful. Um, so let me start by explaining what he refers to as these four value orientations. And most of us have elements of, of, of each of these in us. So the question is, which one do you naturally kind of, what's your default setting when it comes to your communication style? And again, there's four. Um, they are action, process, people, and idea. Action people are about the what. They are about getting things done. They are about achieving their doing. These are gross generalizations also, let me just say. But they, you know, in terms of categories, they're helpful. Process people care about the how. Strategies, organi- you know, organization, organizational facts, and also tactics, right? Like how, what, how are we going to get the thing done, whatever the thing is. People people are about the who. Not surprising. They care about communication, relations, teamwork connection. Then we have your idea people. These are like, they're about the why, right? Concepts, theories, innovation. They are really happy in that orientation and that domain. So let me ask you this. Have you ever been in a meeting and gotten super frustrated by the American this time wasted? Usually at the beginning of the meeting on things like, you know, going around and being like, how was your weekend? Or what's going on with your dog, your cat, or any of these things? If you just nodded like, yes, and you were like, because it's a waste of time, I don't know why you do that. Likely you lean toward being an action or process-oriented communicator. And, and we need all of these, right? For a healthy team, a healthy organizational culture, you want all of these because there's, there's strength in all of them. And you also want to be aware of what that means in terms of dynamics. So pretty classic in a CEO or executive director is being, you know, veering towards the idea orientation. They have ideas. They're big ideas. They're new ideas all the time. They're fantastic ideas. They are very excited about the ideas. And they can live in theory, which for process people in particular is very frustrating. Okay. Like idea people, I would say, if you lean hard in that, we got some work to do for your team to be operating optimally because you were probably driving everyone on your team to the brink. Just, just, yes. And so this is where learning to communicate effectively with people in all of these domains is a must-have skill set, especially for managers and leaders. 
But first, and I mentioned this, first you have to get your mind right about this. You have to have a mindset shift most of the time. Like, and again, this is if you're like, oh, trying on these things feels just weird or inauthentic. So let me offer you this. You have to shift from thinking that communicating in a style that doesn't come naturally to you is inauthentic, bad, if we're getting sort of very black and white, out of alignment, whatever it is. It may feel that way, but here's the mindset shift. It's about getting... Let me ask you a question, actually. Is is getting results and treating your team well, with respect, with dignity, something that you value? If so, gaining communication fluency and using it, using that fluency in all four orientations is totally in alignment. It's 100% in alignment. It's compassionate and it's effective. And yes, it can still feel, feel odd to you because again, it doesn't come naturally. But the thing about you know, feeling odd also is that might just be growth. You know, growth is often uncomfortable. It is rarely comfortable. If it, you know, because when you're comfortable, you're not growing, right? You're doing the thing that you've always done. So this is is about newness, right? So now in terms of the skill set part, I won't deep dive on the how of becoming fluent. I mean, this is a podcast, not a full-blown training after all. I just wanted you to get the idea right? Of like, if I'm an idea person, but I'm talking to my engineers, for instance, lots of process, lots of process in, in the engineers. Okay, I got it. I got it. I have to keep in check my like, here's the big idea. Let's talk about the why. And I'm going to lead with the how. And then what, because you said about psychological safety to a certain extent, not exclusively, but it's a piece of it. And then that's your way of saying like, I get you. I get that you need to know the how, and you need to know that I'm attentive to the how, even though I like naturally would be up here talking about big ideas, right? With your people, people, you may be an idea person who's like, I don't, I don't need to know what's going on with your dog or cat, right? But if you want to engage and get the most out of and have your people-oriented people feel amazing, you will get in the habit of being like, okay. And even I have clients and it's like, take notes. Like take notes about what is going on in people's lives because you like people, people often could just remember all this stuff. They're just naturally going to remember. You may not, both as a what, this is actually true for process, anybody who doesn't lean hard into being a people person, take notes. And then once you know, because again, you're going to do this assessment, so you'll know where everybody, you know, falls on the spectrum and your team or in the orientations, then you don't have to remember, but you can be like, oh, that's right. I remember that. Okay, I'm going to start there. All right. So that's like a little nugget of what we go into. There's a lot more where that came from. But, and if you think that this could be helpful for your team, if you're having internal communication conundrums or conflict, book a discovery call and we can dip into it further. Okay, the link for the discovery call is always in the show notes. We're also going to include a link to the case communication assessment tool. He makes it freely available, which I just love. It's so generous. It's such a great tool. I highly encourage you to take it, have your team take it, and then compare notes. Seriously, it's a lot of actual insight for a small time investment and no monetary investment because like I said, it's free. Keep playing. You know, for a lot of you, especially if you're like in a new role, right? You're leveling up. This is new territory. It's not going to feel comfortable because what got you to where you were before isn't going to get you... It wasn't going to be enough. It's not going to serve you. It needs to be different for you to be effective in this new role. Not to say that some of those skills won't serve you, but you're going to need to grow your communication capacity, your toolbox, those mindset shifts, all the rest of it. So 
keep playing, keep experimenting, keep trying on new working identities, which can literally mean your identity at work. And can also, this is partly my interpretation or inference from it, can mean an identity that is a work in progress, right? Because we are, after all, all works in progress. I know I am. So I invite you to just think about those, those two different interpretations of working identity. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to the end. This is kind of a quick one, but you know, they don't all need to be long and in-depth and existential. I'm like mindful that the past two have been a little more in that vein. So I wanted to offer one that was kind of quicker or practical. So thanks for listening. Importantly, thanks for the incredible work you're doing to make our world a better place. Do good, be well, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for listening to the Communicate for Good podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you would right here, right now, go rate and review the podcast. Your review will help even more purpose-driven leaders, teams, and organizations learn how to use words to change the world. To find more ways that communication can help you increase awareness, revenue, and impact, head on over to www.klaxon.communicationnos.com.